0: Hey everyone, welcome to My Wife the Dietitian, a weekly podcast about lifestyle and healthy eating. I'm Rob and together with my wife Sandra, we invite you to join us on this informative yet entertaining journey through the complex world of healthy eating.
1: We'll cover everything but the kitchen sink. Each week we'll discuss topics ranging from how to protect yourself from developing cancer, spicy foods to rev up the libido, to caring for your palliative grandfather with Alzheimer's,
0: We'll also delve into more complex issues like, what the heck is oat milk? Why doesn't my butt fit into these jeans? And every guy's favorite question, will eating spinach really make it bigger? Join us each week as we strive to educate, enlighten, and entertain you.
1: do oysters, chocolate, asparagus, and wine have to do with exercise, sleep, and sex? If you glance at the magazines for men in the checkout aisle, you'll be convinced that there's a magic pill or supplement to take to rev up the libido. Like other health issues, there's a rising industry to help Cupid with his bow and arrow in a chemical-enhancing sense. It takes two to tango, and there's a myriad of factors that can influence or shut down a partner's libido. Will slurping fresh oysters off a half shell guarantee a night of passion? Or popping a supplement of vitamin D ensure the balance of testosterone levels? Join Rob and I for the discussion of foods with benefits and nutrients that can boost libido.
0: Hey, Sandra.
1: Hey, Rob.
0: How you doing? I'm good. So here we are on our much-anticipated sexy foods. Today, uh, we are going to talk about getting in the mood with food. And this was
1: a fun one to research.
0: I was just going to say, Sandra's <laughs> been like, just busy, busy, busy uh, reading and just being excited about this, and there's notes everywhere. <laughs> and uh, I, think she, I, I think she's got a lot to say, so it'll be really fun. I'm in, excited to listen.
1: Well, I want you to interview me.
0: Okay. (laughs) Tell me about things. (laughs) Tell me about some uh, sexy foods.
1: Well, there's so much to talk about with this topic that um, we're going to do two episodes.
0: At least. So what are we going to start with?
1: So when looking online, you can get scientific info and it reads like stats and data on foods that include certain nutrients that can increase testosterone levels or... Um, affect libido and the thing is there's so much more to it than certain nutrition in specific foods. Right. But we are going to do that in episode two.
0: Oh like looks specific. Exactly. Okay fun.
1: Yeah I think with this one it's more well it's not as simple as including certain foods in the diet really.
0: Unfortunately right <laughs> nothing's that simple it's, it's all about balance again right?
1: <laughs> well it's feeling confident in your own skin Having a certain amount of body acceptance, including feeling relaxed and physically energetic and receptive to sharing yourself.
0: Yeah, I guess those things are pretty important.
1: Yeah, and I think, well, with the um, first episode today, we're going to talk about the food and mood overview and the holistic review of food as fuel.
0: Uh, Yeah, exactly. That's, uh, it's something people forget that our bodies are like a machine um and we need to fuel them properly or th- the machine doesn't work and when you're talking about <laughs> as james brown said <laughs> the sex machine um f- one of my favorite we should actually have that as our theme song for this episode
1: it's a good idea
0: right he, he was onto something i guess I, I never really paid attention to the lyrics before but um maybe i should now anyway uh <laughs> The, the, the body uh, if you're looking at it as as a sex machine uh you gotta feel it properly so that it functions <laughs> well properly. that's from
1: the man perspective the woman's perspective like Paula Cole's feeling love it's more about love and romance and for men it's like libido and and testosterone
0: <laughs> get it done <laughs> <Yeah>. right <laughs> it's
1: it's definitely like the book uh men are from mars and women are women are from venus or whatever
0: yeah that one yeah because it's beside beside my bed i'm not sure if i've read it
1: (laughs) is it beside your bed it is it's
0: it's been there for a couple of years but
1: (laughs) you're trying to understand me Uh, yeah (laughs) right it's the it's the the uh, cycle of the moon you'll never understand
0: i've kind of realized that now that's why i haven't read it (laughs)
1: That's funny. Well, it's um, yeah. So uh, it's funny because uh, there was a movie recently that I watched and it was called 50 Words for Love. And it was so interesting. And there was like 50 words for love.
0: Uh, yeah, I remember you telling me about that vaguely. <laughs> <laughs>
1: He <laughs> didn't really care. <laughs> Is that what you mean? Uh,
0: no, I just th- th- um, you tell me a lot of things, <laughs> so it's uh, some of it sticks and some of it doesn't. But uh, well,
1: I was doing research for this uh, uh, this one
0: exactly, and I figured I would I would leave it as a surprise for today. So <laughs> I'm anxious to hear you tell me all about it.
1: Well, I just a few words, and now a few words from Sandra. <laughs> Okay, a few words about for, for love. So there's different types of love, right? So there's romantic, sexual, obsessive, there's maternal, caring, support. Uh, there's, you know, so many different feelings around love. And a lot of it is chemical, like, uh, it's a feeling that we're getting. Um, because we have certain chemicals pumping through our body, like, Dopamine and serotonin and um, endorphins and testosterone and progesterone and estrogen and so there's just a lot uh, to this.
0: And those are those are all the things that make us feel like those those fluttery feelings of love.
1: Yes, there's an interrelationship with diet and neurochemicals and hormones, so our brain chemistry and our Libido So everything's related It's all related On a chemical level Ah. Happiness Happiness Is rooted in hormonal responses Within the body Interesting Yeah So four main hormones Or neurotransmitters That make us feel good Have a huge role to play
0: So when I eat like a, a pickle And it makes me smile That's a chemical reaction It's related to uh, uh, some sort of chemical being released in my brain that makes me enjoy that pickle.
1: Yeah, it's probably a bit of a dopamine release, Ah, feelings of pleasure and satisfaction.
0: And you're saying the same thing happens during sex?
1: Uh, With orgasm.
0: Ah, so orgasms and pickles are similar.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, (laughs) I wasn't expecting that. No, I know. Sorry, hey, carry okay. on. All right. I want to cover um, four different hormone neurotransmitters. So dopamine, serotonin, endorphins, and oxytocin. And those are the four that are, um, are feel-good happiness hormones.
0: Okay. So we're going to start with
1: dopamine. dopamine. Yeah. Okay. So it's the neurotransmitter um, that drives reward-seeking behavior in our brains. Okay. So as you said with the pickle, eat something scrumptious or have an orgasm, and the brain releases some dopamine.
0: Not eat something scrumptious and have an orgasm. Although some people can do that, from what I hear.
1: Ah, I'm thinking like when Meg Ryan is enjoying her food a little too much in that restaurant in the movie When Harry Met Sally. Oh,
0: that scene. That's a classic.
1: (laughs) That was hilarious.
0: Yep, that's, uh I think everyone in the restaurant was kind of looking at her thinking, I want to have what she's having.
1: <laughs> Definitely some dopamine release there.
0: Yeah, see, it does happen.
1: Yes, well, the release of dopamine results in feelings of pleasure and satisfaction. And it's an important chemical that makes us human. It's part of what gives us our drive to discover, to create and succeed. right. Okay, and uh, boosting dopamine naturally, um, there's different ways to do it, and prioritizing a good night's sleep of like seven to nine hours a night is uh, important to make sure that you have a good amount of dopamine.
0: Okay, sleep
1: is, is always welcome. And having sex before you fall asleep can help you sleep well. Also welcome. <laughs> um <laughs> And foods that uh, include enough protein help with the production of dopamine. Oh, really? hmm Okay. So there's actually foods, the tyrosine-rich foods, like seeds, nuts, beans, lentils, meats, fish, dairy, and cheese that uh, are tyrosine-rich, and they help with the production of dopamine.
0: You know I'm going to ask you what tyrosine is, right?
1: It's an amino acid.
0: See, I knew you. I knew you would have that answer on <laughs> the tip of your tongue. It's an amino acid. Okay, Which you get through protein.
1: Right, those specific ones that I mentioned. Okay, seeds, nuts, beans, lentils, fish, uh, meats, dairy, and cheese. Right. And the other thing with that, with that is ensuring a good magnesium intake. And all those foods I just mentioned are also good sources of magnesium. So you're kind of getting double benefit there, getting the tyrosine-rich foods, and they're magnesium-rich.
0: And you said that that helps with dopamine production. That's right. Gotcha. Exactly. Okay. Exactly.
1: Yeah. And uh, the other caveat to that is to limit ultra-processed foods and sugary foods. Uh, because
0: that uh, has the opposite effect?
1: Yeah, like too much of those um, ultra-processed foods. You might not be getting enough magnesium, and it can impair uh, enough production of the dopamine.
0: Uh, okay, there you go.
1: So, um, also exercise, so daily exercise, as little as 10 minutes a day of aerobic activity, like just walking, can improve your mood.
0: Uh, yeah, that's uh, always the case. Anytime you get some exercise, you feel good after.
1: And that's because you got a little boost of dopamine.
0: Uh, there you go, and that's why.
1: Isn't that amazing?
0: Yeah, it's yeah, it doesn't take much, right?
1: That's, That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing, you know how we were going to call this episode Sex Drugs and Rock and Roll? Mhm. <laughs> well, the drugs are kind of intrinsic drugs, like they're um, the hormones and neurotransmitters that are internal so i'm not talking about like external drugs
0: like crack and meth and those you're not talking about that stuff
1: no not at all we're talking (laughs) about the dopamine and serotonin endorphins and oxytocin that's good and the reason i said sex, drugs and rock and roll is because listening to music can actually help your dopamine levels oh so that's the rock and roll well, there you go. But any kind of music, actually. Right. <laughs> Anything that you like. I mean, if you enjoy the music, that'll help increase your dopamine.
0: That's so cool, hey? This the whole uh, science of the human body. Um, yeah, we're learning a ton here. That's amazing.
1: The happiness hormones. So another way, and you, most of us have probably heard more and more about how important this is, is meditation.
0: Uh, uh, right. Which... To me, this kind of sounds hard because it's like sitting and turning your brain off, which for a lot of people is difficult, but I don't think it's necessarily, uh, I I don't think that's the correct uh, definition. I think there's a few different ways you can meditate and, um, yeah, it's something I'm trying to do (laughs) still.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I, I. Try and I usually fall asleep, but I guess that's not a bad thing. That's just, good. uh, yeah, anyways, it's an interesting um, thing to try and to
0: practice. And sorry, meditation releases dopamine. Yes, is that okay? Yeah,
1: yeah, it helps you um, boost your dopamine levels, right? So, just like, uh, as I mentioned, the different foods, um, daily exercise, uh, listening to music, meditation, and sunlight.
0: Ah. Really?
1: Yeah, just the sunlight. So, a day that's got, you know, beautiful sun, um, we're actually getting a little hit of dopamine.
0: Huh. That's probably why vacations are so, uh, people enjoy them so much because you're getting a lot of that stuff all wrapped into like a one package.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Music and, exercise hopefully if you're doing something on an active holiday yeah no kidding yeah so with the dopamine um, if your diet doesn't provide adequate levels of vitamin d uh, magnesium b complex uh, you may need a supplement of uh, those things to help with your dopamine levels good to know Yeah, and the next thing, uh, so there's four that we're going to talk about. The dopamine, serotonin, endorphin, and oxytocin. Okay. And they're all the happiness hormones. Right. So the serotonin, it's another neurotransmitter. You might have heard of this.
0: I have, actually.
1: Okay. It is what helps keep us emotionally stable, balanced, and a good equilibrium. Like, think of a ballast in a ship. Okay. So people with insufficient levels of serotonin may be prone to depression and anxiety. Right. Whereas people with too much serotonin may experience decreased arousal.
0: Decreased arousal. Okay.
1: Yeah. Like that you think of a teeter-totter and if you got too much, then you might be um, kind of, yeah, decreased arousal. Uh, If you got not enough, then you might be more prone to depression and anxiety.
0: Huh. So we want to just keep it at uh, even keel.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing, um, B6, vitamin B6, is, an, is important with serotonin production. So the body uses vitamin B6 to form an important enzyme needed to convert the amino acid tryptamine in tryptophan into serotonin. Right. Okay. So the caveat is that um, with B6, if your diet lacks whole grains and protein foods you may be low on vitamin b6
0: oh okay so low on what again sorry vitamin b6 if your diet lacks what
1: if your diet lacks whole grains and protein foods oh okay so for instance b6 you get um when you eat meat fish poultry potatoes bananas and whole grains and uh you only need 1.6 milligrams of b6 but uh, the thing with uh, B vitamins is there's eight different B vitamins. And it's better, if you're low on any, it's better just to get a B-complex supplement so that you are um, you don't want to get too much of any one.
0: Right, because uh, you were explaining this the other day. So. Well,
1: it's different with minerals. But with the B vitamins, too much B6 can actually cause irreversible nerve damage.
0: Yeah, I remember you saying that.
1: So just to reiterate, the body uses B vitamin b6 to form an important enzyme needed to convert uh tryptophan into serotonin okay so if you don't have enough b6 then you can't um have that serotonin production
0: Uh, oh interesting so yeah we got to make sure we have enough of the tryptophan which we're getting through our food
1: yeah that's the the amino acid tryptophan like you know how you hear in turkey uh, it's it's high in tryptophan, and then when you have it, then you feel sleepy after because it it's uh, converted into serotonin.
0: Ah, uh, okay.
1: And you're likely in a turkey dinner, like a Christmas dinner or Thanksgiving or whenever you eat turkey, um, you will likely be getting a lot of the B6 vitamins in the other foods uh, that you're eating with that turkey meal. Right. Because remember, it's in um, whole grains and potatoes, bananas, poultry, fish, and And meat, not that you have bananas at a Christmas dinner, but (laughs) maybe some people do. Probably, yeah. (laughs) There has been a lot of research with women with PMS and the effects of carbohydrates and mood, and this is related to the serotonin. Oh, really? Yeah, because a high-carb meal can increase brain levels of tryptophan, and with the help of the B6, the vitamin B6, it converts into serotonin. Okay, so uh, for instance, having cereal and milk or pasta and tomato sauce, or a whole wheat, bagel and jam, that those kind of meals will all help boost serotonin levels in the brain.
0: Right on, that's interesting.
1: Yeah. So for people that are on a low carb diet, that uh, it has implications in terms of mood, as I mentioned before, like a high carb meal actually helps with serotonin level and it'll help you make you feel a bit more happier. Interesting. So um, the other thing, chocolate, sugar in chocolate triggers the release of serotonin in the brain, producing a calm and relaxed feeling.
0: Oh, there you go. But and is there something specific about
1: chocolate? Well, we're going to talk a little bit more in depth about chocolate on the episode two.
0: Oh, okay. The actual foods that boost our mood
1: yes exactly yeah aphrodisiac foods that's right
0: (laughs) okay so we'll leave that for episode two so there is there is something specific um so you can't just eat a bunch of sugar is what you're saying
1: no um so many studies have linked high serotonin levels uh with happier moods and lower levels of mild depression and irritability
0: Hmm, good to know
1: yeah it's all inter interrelated eh it sure is the brain chemistry, our diet, our hormones. So the next one, endorphins. Um, that's those are neurotransmitters that are chemically similar to opiates. Oh, really? They have an analgesic effect. Hmm. So they flow through our brain from the pituitary and hypothalamus, and um, like during strenuous exercise or sex and orgasm, it has a pain-numbing effect.
0: A pain. Not that orgasms are painful. No, but but it just has a uh, it has that effect um, in other activities.
1: Yeah. And yeah. it's actually evolutionarily. If you think of the benefit in humans, like, you know, if you're injured while you're running from a running for your life from a saber tooth tiger.
0: Right. Yeah, I was doing that last week. It <laughs> happened, happens a lot around here. So yeah, I can that's relate. Right. Yeah. So you got those that.
1: endorphins pumping through your body. So you're not, it's kind of numbing that pain. Yeah, good thing. To help keep you going. No, you're So how do you boost endorphins? The exercise. So basically 30 minutes after a workout, you'll feel those endorphins. Right. And um, laughing, so watching a comedy and uh, laughing actually boosts your endorphin level.
0: That's why you're always laughing.
1: (laughs) And uh, meditation, another way that meditation is helpful for our happiness hormones. Interesting. Um, Chocolate and spicy foods, so like jalapeno peppers and chili, which can all lead uh, to more endorphin levels. And sex. Is the best way to boost your endorphins for sure. <laughs> All those things are good ways, but uh, yeah,
0: sex—that's that's your favorite. <laughs> sex while eating chocolate and spicy food. <laughs> no comment.
1: <laughs> no comment. So the last one, oxytocin, um, is. Uh, well, you've probably heard of oxytocin.
0: I have heard of oxytocin. It actually uh, sounds a little bit like a laundry detergent too, so that's <laughs> maybe where I've heard it before—oxyclean or something like
1: that. <laughs> You're
0: funny. I'm just being honest.
1: That's true, though. But you probably heard me talk a lot about it when uh, when I was pregnant and.
0: Oh yeah, you couldn't stop talking about oxytocin. <laughs> actually, I do remember. I'm just teasing, but I do remember that now that you say that. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't remember why, so maybe you can refresh me.
1: Yeah. That. Okay. It's it's the love hormone. Aww. Like the bonding with mother and child hormone. And it's actually its purpose is the lowering of fear hormone. So I think in these this day and age we all need a little bit more oxytocin. No
0: doubt. Because
1: it's our trust promoting chemical and it's responsible for the happiness we associate with bonding.
0: Right. And it's released through breastfeeding.
1: It's uh, it's released uh, during pregnancy and delivery to lower the upset during birth. Okay. And it's really great for wound healing. So after delivery and helping your body to heal. Oh, okay. And actually you can really get it um, through hugging. Like when you hug someone, you release some oxytocin.
0: Oh, that's what that is.
1: And that's why massage is such a good thing. Like massage therapy, massage touch. Uh, petting um, animal like a dog or a cat is really helpful for oxytocin. Right, right. And uh, watching an emotional rom com movie, rom com. Rom coms. <laughs> and orgasm releases oxytocin. What's that orgasm again. That's right.
0: Yeah, the underrated. Who who knew orgasms were uh, played such a key role in our in our in our health? Now we know.
1: So with the food and mood um overview, uh, as I mentioned, it's not just um, it's not just feeling like confident in your own skin, but like you want to be able to share yourself. it takes two to tango, so there's lots of factors um, and part of it is the holistic approach that food is fuel, and with the way that Our lifestyle is, it's so different than it was, you know, 30 years ago or 40 years ago. Because I mean, the biggest risk factors for um, chronic disease, like to actually develop chronic disease, what are our risk factors? It's smoking, it's uh, too much alcohol, um, poor nutrition, and lack of physical activity.
0: Right, which is a lot of lifestyle It's all lifestyle.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then that, I mean, that sleep feeds into that stress management, just your connection, your connection with family, with uh, friends, and your significant other.
0: Right, exactly.
1: So nutrients uh, fuels our energy, fuels our brain, our hormones, uh, the neurochemicals uh, that our brain are to help with the hormones. Um, and our lifestyle, like our overly processed sugary diet and smoking, um, can affect circulation. And that has a big impact,
0: a big impact,
1: a big impact.
0: And why does that have a big impact?
1: (laughs) Well, um,
0: where does the blood flow?
1: (laughs) You know what good circulation's for.
0: What's it for Sandra? (laughs) Are you being shy? Uh, (laughs) okay well this blood flows to your extremities let's just say that and uh when when it comes to sex there's some extremities uh that are involved uh and you want the blood flowing in the men and women exactly men and women you want your blood and we're not talking about your toes um well we are talking about your toes but we're talking about everything in between. we're definitely
1: talking about your toes too because your feet the actual um in the brain
0: now here's some information
1: <laughs> your feet sense like your uh, the nerves to your feet are right next to the nerves to the clitoris in the brain so having a foot massage um all the men out there listen um it yeah, would be- when
0: your wife wants a foot <laughs> massage you listen up
1: that's right yeah you might help increase that um blood flow blood flow and that's, you know, engorgement's always good uh, for various places on their body parts. Absolutely. Anyways, with the, um, the, the sexy foods and the nutrients like the zinc that affects the production of testosterone and also all the antioxidants in plant-based foods um, can help with our circulation and how we're feeling.
0: Right, because that's, uh, like we said before, the circulation is a big uh, key element
1: it's a total key element. And in our day and age with um, our lifestyle, um, unfortunately, a lot of uh, how we're eating and how we're living our life, we have bad habits that lead to poor health. And so when things like um, high blood pressure, or if you're eating too much simple sugars, and then you have um, also like high Cholesterol levels and triglycerides. You can, uh, you know, start to develop pre-diabetes and diabetes. That can affect, you know, neuropathy. So the feeling in your extremities, including
0: those extremities.
1: Yeah. So it can affect, you know, uh, having ED, for instance, or high blood pressure can also lead to that.
0: Right. Yep. So many uh, health issues that affect us sexually. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that are preventable in a lot of cases with good lifestyle choices and good diet.
1: Yeah, it's amazing how the food we eat and how we live our life can affect our overall health day to day. Yeah, yeah. Because that's huge, right? Feeling sexual and, and um, feeling sensual to your partner, um, feeling confident uh, if you aren't feeling healthy you likely won't be feeling like you want to share yourself or um, be sexual.
0: That is very true.
1: Yeah. So when we were talking about circulation earlier, that's really key for heart health and for helping you feel good. And basically um, increasing foods that help with nitric oxide um, helps with increasing blood flow. It's in the same way that Viagra works. Oh, really? Yeah, like, yeah.
0: Uh, nitric oxide helps with the flow of blood.
1: That's right. That's right. So um, I, I think runners and marathon runners, athletes would know, um, like beets, for instance, are rich in nitric oxide. And that will help pump your blood and help with your the blood flow. Right, right. Okay. So there's actually nine different foods that I want to mention that are really nitric oxide rich foods. Okay. And that we should try to include just to help with our circulation and keep our blood pressure good and help with uh, reducing potential for erectile dysfunction for people. So beets, I mentioned, that's number one. Beets. That's right. Uh, garlic.
0: Okay, garlic.
1: Yeah, that's a good one. It's, and we mentioned that in uh, previous episodes on uh, cancer prevention, uh, This garlic is so good for you. Okay, so that's another benefit they have uh, nitric oxide uh, meat uh with the ingredient of coenzyme q10 so that is also a nitric oxide rich food
0: did you say meat yes oh, okay
1: yeah um dark chocolate so uh the f- flavonoids uh, good for heart health we'll talk more about chocolate but that's another one that's rich in nitric oxide hmm leafy greens again that's on the list so spinach and arugula and kale all uh, have nitrates that convert to nitric oxide
0: interesting there's that spinach again
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's right spinach Mm -hmm. well yes it could help with the keeping um, the blood flowing
0: absolutely
1: yeah just like Popeye you know how Popeye has those big muscles and um, has good blood flow I guess yeah I guess so (laughs) Okay, and then citrus fruits, um, the vitamin C in citrus fruits enhances levels of nitric oxide.
0: Citrus fruits, okay. Yeah,
1: yeah. so um, you know all the citrus fruits that are you know are oranges and um, limes and lemons and grapefruit and tangerines and mandarins.
0: Is that why you're giving me an orange every morning on a <laughs> bed <bit> of spinach
1: <laughs>
0: with a side of garlic? You're funny. A little chocolate on my pillow. <laughs> <laughs> you must really love
1: oh, okay. Is that what your wishes are? It's yeah. <laughs> funny. Well, there's another one that uh the dark red. It's interesting with foods. Like I mentioned beets, um, and then pomegranate.
0: Oh yeah, pomegranate.
1: Okay. So actually the foods that are really um got those staining colors have really high levels of phytochemicals and and good antioxidants. And with the pomegranate, it's loaded with antioxidants that preserves the nitric oxide from oxidative damage. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. And it improves blood flow, um, which is beneficial for high blood pressure and erectile dysfunction. So pomegranates, actually, there's been studies on that. And that one's really important to include.
0: Mm, there you go. Stock uh, prices are going to rise with the uh, pomegranate uh,
1: companies, <laughs> right? <laughs> nuts and seeds—they have the arginine, which is an amino acid, and the arginine increases nitric oxide in the same way that the Viagra works with increasing blood flow. Oh, really?
0: And that's yes. from uh, that's from just mostly nuts. And And, seeds. And seeds. Yeah, like
1: pistachios are really high in arginine, um, but other nuts and seeds too. Good to know. And then the last one, number nine, is watermelon.
0: Watermelon?
1: Yeah. It has something called citrulline, which converts the arginine and ultimately increases nitric oxide. Huh. Yeah. So it's all these different chemical pathways and uh, all these little things help with increasing blood flow and then that helps with um, helping your whole circulation and helping the you know the the flushing the the all the um...
0: helping all your bits do what they're supposed to do.
1: <laughs> so on a physical level, so that's yeah. like the chemistry and the physiology of, you know, eating the right thing. So eating plenty of fruits and vegetables, nuts and seeds and healthy protein foods can all optimize your nitric oxide levels to promote overall health and blood flow.
0: Awesome. Well, that's good, good information.
1: Good. So, um, back to the circulation, um, the diet can affect the circulation and can improve it. Um, our diet Uh, can affect how confident we feel in our skin. And we're going to do another episode on collagen. So we're going to talk all about collagen and Mm. how important that is. And um, vitamin C is part of that too, by the way. But anyways, we'll go there on another episode. Uh, Diet can affect how we feel if we're feeling bloated or gassy or having constipation. And we're definitely going to do it another episode on gut health uh the gut biome and probiotics
0: so there's endless endless episodes (laughs) and it it all has to do with well, I don't want to say it all has to do with sex, but really, in in a way, it, it's all related.
1: <laughs> in, a, so, in your mind, maybe. <laughs> in my mind, yeah.
0: So I want to I want to make you feel as good as possible, so that <laughs> we're going to take care of all of these things.
1: Well, it kind of reminds me of that calendar I saw someone post um, on some social media. It was like from the '80s, and it was all these men bare chested and they were
0: it was like your typical fireman's calendar with hot guys that are muscular but they're
1: cleaning toilets and they're ironing shirts and they're cooking dinner and they're vacuuming and so every month was and it was like that's what turns a woman on and it was like
0: the women's <laughs> the real women's fantasy calendar that's right that was pretty funny
1: <laughs> we want our men to be uh, helping out just doing the daily chores so that you the woman's not so exhausted by the end of the night that uh, she has some energy
0: yeah it's amazing a lot of guys I mean that that concept's been you know around forever but guys still don't get that if I if I help out around the house and like wash the floor or do the dishes that that I don't understand how that's gonna get me uh into bed with my <laughs> wife but yeah it, it works just uh it, yeah yeah that's that's just how women think they they appreciate those those things
1: yeah it's it's all connected right so it is all connected exactly <laughs> so also diet can affect how much energy so i mentioned that a minute ago and how much energy you have how the quality of, that your sleep you're getting um that's going to be another episode is uh diet and foods that can affect sleep and overall health. Right. So also the diet can affect um, you know how the energy on a level of uh, if you're low in iron or B12 or anemic uh, obviously what you're eating can affect that and also how you're doing with your stress management and um, your self-care, your deep breathing, meditation—just the you know um, time in the day that you give yourself to recharge. Right. So that's uh, that can all be a part of it. Yeah. Well, um, next uh, episode we'll talk about like 22 different. Sexy foods.
0: Oh, our fridge is going to look a little different after that. <laughs> You're
1: funny. I think we have most of them here anyway. Oh, well, I was going to say, but well, maybe we're already doing it right. Definitely the chocolate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the coffee. And mm-hmm. uh, Let's see. Um, apples.
0: I know. If that's a secret one. Apples. Who would think apples? I know. All right. Well, we'll save that for next time.
1: Um, okay. So with the like next episode the episode two we will talk about the foods with benefits and the aphrodisiac foods to boost libido and uh, we will go over different um, specific foods and what they might offer in terms of nutrients for our body to be strong and healthy awesome and the functions like the physiological effects that aphrodisiac foods have so the f- effects like the increased testosterone levels and the uh, libido boosting and the body warming and increased blood flow and the b- mood enhancer hormone balancing and so many others
0: awesome We could even do like a like a little uh sample where we we have some of the food and we try it and see what happens. <laughs>
1: we're just on a mic i don't think that will be exactly we
0: can can explain people can be people can use their imaginations
1: (laughs) you're funny well we're gonna be covering about 22 different foods for the sexy foods episode uh, two so that's gonna actually in itself that's why i think it might be actually more than Another episode but we'll have to see
0: it might be like a month-long series be like a mini
1: series (laughs) (laughs) well a lot of these ideas I got from this book that I bought you years ago called intercourses and it's actually a cookbook about sexy foods so I don't know it was for like our I don't know one of our anniversaries and uh, it was it's pretty cool it's a really it's got beautiful photos of different foods and uh, really cool um, little tidbit, um, you know, uh, quotes and things that I definitely want to uh,
0: include. Include, yeah. yeah, it is a pretty cool book. It's also beside my bed. <laughs> I've, I've got a pretty good collection there.
1: <laughs> that one should be in the kitchen, honey. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I suppose it could be. And
1: honey is actually one of the foods.
0: Oh, well, that's a good <laughs> right? Yes. Birds and the bees and all that.
1: Okay. So, um, yeah. So part of, um, what we're going to talk about too is the different reasons that food, the sexy foods make the list. And part of it is maybe their look like different, uh, foods that have like a phallic type look or a sexual look like the asparagus or the artichoke. So they can have those, sensual um aspects to them just looking at them um oysters for some people um and also the taste of food or the the way they smell like chocolate or how messy they are when you eat them like uh, you think you're drizzling honey and you can drizzle it on different things <laughs> lots of different things
0: <laughs> That's right. like Um, uh, you can drizzle it on your cereal. (laughs) Were you thinking of something else? Okay.
1: Um, uh, right. And the whole fact that the act of eating is almost carnal. Like it's a, it's a, it's, um,
0: it's one of our carnal pleasures.
1: Yeah. It's an animalistic type action like behavior right people crave foods, and sometimes it's the feeling they're craving not the actual food so that's a whole nother episode too because we'll talk about craving change and mindful eating and intuitive eating and like reasons we're eating and, and reaching for certain things right but um yeah there's definitely words like different words to describe the animalistic type of uh like the ravenous feeling or we devoured our dinner or I'm yearning a certain like chocolate. So there's, um,
0: yeah, definite similarities between how we describe or how we, uh, uh, think of food and, and, and sex.
1: Yeah. And I mean, just even the chemicals that are, um, initiated, like the dopamine response, if we've eaten something we really love, it's got that, uh, dopamine has that addictive quality where you want to feel that feeling again. Like with binging, like eating like too much of something, it's because you're trying to get that feeling back.
0: Well, that probably explains why I'm hungry all the time.
1: Yeah, maybe. <laughs> wow, that was a jam-packed episode on the holistic review of food and mood. Was it ever? Yeah, it was really, um, we covered a lot.
0: Yeah, we did cover a lot.
1: And I'm really looking forward to the next episode on aphrodisiac foods to boost libido.
0: Yeah, I think we're going to get a little deeper, a little more information, a little more sexy. And uh, yeah, looking forward to that as well. So uh, join us next week as we continue with our talk about sexy foods
1: for Valentine's.
0: Thanks for joining us today on My Wife the Dietitian. If you like what you heard, don't be shy. Leave us a comment or review and be sure to share our podcast with your friends. If you'd like to hear more, hit that subscribe button. You can also follow us on our social media pages for updates, episode trailers, and other odds and ends. For more info and links on what we discussed on today's episode, check the show notes. We'll be back next week with another informative and fun-filled episode. Thank you.